teams that look like they're in their 20s. Thugs, carnies, zombies, ghosts, seaweed monsters, and time loops. We're bringing in the new year the craziest way we know how. We watched Bloody New Year. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Welcome to Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. Joining me on the brand new New Year episode is my best friend, my co-host, my buddy. You know him, you love him, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Happy New Year, Marshall. Happy New Year to you, buddy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's it's nice. Let's let's get, have a good 2022. Everyone's freaking out. You know what? We went through two years of shit. We're used to it. Don't make it such a big fucking deal out of it. Yeah. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Let's go. Let's get this fucking shit done. Let's do it. I like 2022. that. Uh, Don't mope and be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking smile. Uh, so a new year means new things and new uh, new starts. All thing. And there's a little, we got some uh, news over the holiday break that we talked about. So Horrible Horror is going in. Got some new news. I guess new news is always news. I don't new know. news. New news. I guess this I ain't old news, bitch. It ain't no news. It's new, but we we're going corporate. We're getting sponsored. Hey, here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ching. All right. Yeah, we uh, we got contacted uh, by Manscaped. Manscaped. Manscaped, and uh, they are interested in sponsoring our show a little bit. Uh, so we're like, fuck yeah, let's sure. give this a go. What do we got to lose? Um, so basically, uh, we're partnering with Manscaped right now to bring you the best in ball grooming. Uh, they sent each of us, Aaron and I, both a complete performance package to try out for ourselves. Now, I've opened up mine, and uh, I have some experience with it. Aaron has not opened up his yet because he is saving his to do a proper unboxing video, which you will be able to check out on our Instagram page yeah. once that's uh, up. And- yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm planning on doing that tomorrow. I'm off all day on Monday, so Monday I will have a nice, well-kept field because right now i have like a fucking deciduous forest going on here man i haven't touched or groomed my junk in so long because i just didn't have the right stuff and now i got the right now stuff i got the right stuff uh i on the other hand i have been a groomer for quite some time but i've been doing it with some shitty shoddy equipment um uh, and you know it sucks because yeah i've gotten nicks and cuts and nicking and cutting your balls it hurts. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. But I'll and you, you used it. You used it, right? I have used it. I, I've used the uh, new Lawnmower 4.0, the newest version. Um, I have used it. I've sh- got shaved the balls, shaved my shaft. The shaft. So you shaved the shaft. Shaved the shaft. That's good because my shaft looks like Robin Williams' fucking forearm. <laughs> it's a goddamn Jesus monster. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the lawnmower will help, definitely help take care of that. Um, I had a wonderful experience the first time using it. Uh, no, no joke. Um it was so much better than the other trimmers I was I was using. So smooth. It the weight of it felt good in my hand. 
Uh, I'm talking about the lawnmower, not my cock. But uh, <laughs> um, and it was surprisingly so smooth and so easy. It was really good. I, I had a great experience with it. Um, so right now, the, the like I said, the, the performance package we got comes with this new 4.0 lawnmower, which also has additional guard length. So if you want, yeah, if you want to be as smooth as a seal or have a little bit of hair on the field, you know, hey, you're you good to go. Op- yeah, you got the option. Uh, it's also waterproof and it's got a 400k LED light. So for that, if you really want to get detail and get in there and just all the, you know, the under chassis, or if you just want to shave in the dark for some reason, you can. Well, you might have someone helping you. Yeah, I guess. You know, and they, that light might help a little bit. Um, yeah, and oh, man, I can't wait to do my asshole. <laughs> I haven't tried that one yet. Now when I'm thinking about it, because, dude, sometimes when I take a dump, it's like wiping peanut butter through a shag carpet. <laughs> yeah. I just can't I wait to get all rid too. of all that shit, man. I have that issue, too. Um, so the pack it comes along more. It also comes with their new Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear hair trimmer. Um, uh, it also comes with the Crop Preserver, which is a ball lotion and deodorant. Um, it's I use that. It's very smooth and kind of uh, nice refreshing feeling on your balls after, nice. Your nice, after a nice shave or a shower feels good uh got the crop reviver for when your balls in that little pick me up right before they go into action uh, a little spritz here a little will do you gives you a little tingle and a nice little <laughs> mild smell a little, like you know, a little scent to it uh for the ladies so you don't want no, nobody wants to be uh stinking have their face in your stinky balls yeah uh so be helpful be yeah. friendly be, be, be nice give them a little spray with the ball uh with the crop reviver so what do our listeners do baby um and well also it also comes with oh a sorry pair, there's so uh, much shit in this I yeah so up. much shit uh the wireless charging station and you get a pair of manscaped boxers to go with it that's in the performance package uh that's what we got but you don't have to get that i highly recommend it but you don't have to you can get any of the any anything from them right um and to do that you just go to their website and I tell you, man, these guys aren't fucking around. Because most places, you know, you hear this, they give you a promo code. Oh, it's for, you know, it's for a pussy foot, you know, pussy little 10% off. They ain't playing that shit. No, no, no. Manscaped said fuck 10% off. Fuck 15% off. We're not even doing that. We're going balls to the wall. We're giving you 20. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Oh. If you use our promo code. Moon Goon. Moon Goon. M-O-O-N-G-O-O-N. Would it be anything else? Would it be anything else? Moon Goon. No, it wouldn't. But Moon Goon, use that code. Get 20% off and free shipping on any, from uh, anything on Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. I know okay. mine did. Awesome. Okay, man. So, That's very cool. Yep. So uh, there's that. We got our corporate shilling out of the way for right now. So New Year. <laughs> <laughs> new Year. New uh, actual sponsor. No, the first sponsor, really. Yeah, first one. But <laughs> no, we got the New Year. Marshall, did you uh, have any New Year's resolutions? Do you have any one thing you want to change or do um, differently? I think resolutions is kind of a stark word because yeah. you have to, like, stick to it. But yeah. any, any, any uh, you know, New Year things you want to try or do? Um, I don't. I didn't really make any. I honestly didn't even think about it. I kind of gave up on New Year, like probably like 15, 20 years ago. Tell me about it. I was like, "Fuck it." I just who cares? Nobody ever sticks with them. Like um, your light went out twenty years ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> been a soulless husk just <laughs> yeah. going through. <laughs> soulless husk from here on out. Yep. Going through the motions. Um, uh, one thing I'd like to see in the uh, new year, I would like to see eight of our listeners use our Moon Goon promo code. To help us out, because if we get at least eight people to use our yeah. code Moongoon, then we will first, uh, start getting paid for uh, an actual, actually start getting some uh, 
income from this, which would be so helpful. So just you see eight people, eight yeah. of you listeners. Consi- go considering use- we were talking about how the microphones are need to be updated. Yeah, we need to upgrade some equipment. So yeah, yeah. that that'd be my best wish for the New Year right now is um, eight people to use our yeah. code Moongoon um, at Manscaped.com. <laughs> Jeez, we've been talking about this for a while. For for me, yeah. Uh, and, and, and health for my, my, you know, my girl to be healthy. Oh yeah, yeah. well there's that. There's that. I want to, <laughs> I want to read more. Uh, really? Yeah, I've been kind of just so fucking lazy with reading lately. But I got a lot of books for Christmas. I got Elvira's biography, which is pretty awesome. I got a book from my mom. I love my mom. She just knows me. She bought this uh, book. It's all these uh, horror movies that never made production, but like they got started and then what could have been. Oh, that's cool. You know. It's, it's pretty neat. All the way back to, like, the 30s, all the way up to, like, the 90s. Wow. You know. Um, that actually sounds like that'd be a cool. Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's a cool, like, they have, have you know, George Romero's talking in it. John Landis is talking in it. Other people are talking in it. So I'm pretty excited about that. I got a book on Norris mythology. Uh, I got a ton of books, so I need to fucking read. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've got, I've lost my reading. I used to be an avid reader, too, but I just, lately, I just, yeah, I feel like I'm just so busy. I find time finding time to read has been really difficult. And I'm, um, I'm happy that I got these kind of books, like a biography that has just like chapters. It's like when I look at like a table of contents, I look at it as a menu, mm-hmm. you know, and the, 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 ch- the words of the food, you know? <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, I don't want to read about this. I want to read about that. I don't want to re- have to follow an entire story all the way just to get to that point. <laughs> sometimes I don't like that. I just want to get to the, my, you know, what all I'm right. interested in. All and right. I feel like the, Untold Horror, I think that's what it's well, called. The yeah, Untold Horror books, perfect. Yeah, you can just pick the biography choose. from, you know, Elvira's perfect because, you know, it's just different chapters here and there. Yes, it'll probably be more smooth if I read it. Yeah, it probably make more sense, but... But whatever. All right, all right. I, I, I can appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, it's like, tell us yours. Like, can't tell us right now, so whatever. Hope you guys made some. Stick with them if you want to, or just say, fuck them and move on and live your life. Yeah. Um. So anyway, let's move, let's jump into this uh, brand new uh, episode kicking off the new year. Uh, we're doing it properly. Obviously, I was able to track down one more New Year's horror movie. They're which, hard to find now. I'm running out. Like it's one holiday that's unlike Christmas and Halloween. So like, it, there's not a whole lot of New Year horror movies. Uh, I'm kind of running. Kind of honestly, I'm surprised I haven't found this one sooner. But um, the well is drying up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're doing Bloody New Year this week. Uh, Turns out this is a British movie. Did not realize that, but it was released in the United States on October twenty second of nineteen eighty seven. It's written by Fraser Pierce, Fraser and Hayden Pierce, and Norman J. Warren. Also directed by Norman J. Warren as well, who has sixteen credits, including movies such as Satan's Slave, Her Private Hell, <laughs> Prey, like with an E, Terror, and Horror Planet, aka Inseminoid. Horror Planet. Horror Planet. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Um. You can find this movie on Tubi right now. Nice. So that's cool. Um, uh, the cast, I'm not even going to mention anybody in the cast because none of them really did much. And they're all like British actors who did like some TV spots over there's, in. There's one guy I recognize. One guy? One okay. guy. Who, which one was that? It, I don't know if you had it in your odds and ends or anything at the end. but Probably maybe not. not. I okay. Don't know. So, okay. Depends he, on what you're talking about. In but. the very okay, he's he's the old guy with the white hair, the older guy who's like one of the punks with oh, the, the white car- hair. Oh, the carny, we'll the get carny, yeah. yes. Okay, he's in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. he plays the bartender, 
And it, uh, you remember that scene when they're when uh, they're in the Winchester yeah. and the lights come on and the bartender comes out as a zombie and they all start beating him to uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" by yeah. Queen. That's him. Oh, okay. yeah, he's he's in this. All right, well then there's this big credit. Right, right there. there you go. That would explain why in like IMDb or something like that there was a reference to like connection with Sean and Dad. Like, what? I don't get that. But okay, <laughs> well, so. there you go. All right, so there it is. I recognize it instantly because Sean the Dead is one of my favorite movies. Um, but everybody else, we're not gonna mention and. They, they did some stuff, but most like some British TV shows here and there. And nothing I, mean, I doubt anybody's really going to know or pay attention to. So we're just going to move straight into, uh, we're going to pop the cork on this baby and we're going right in. So uh, we open, the movie opens in 1959 with black and white footage from a New Year's Eve party. on Like, the like, a, like a home video kind of style. Yeah, sort yeah. of, yeah. Uh, we're on the eve of 1960. Uh, the credits play over the party footage of these late teens slash early 20-somethings. They're dancing. They're having a great time while this song called Recipe for Romance plays. And damn it, it's kind of catchy. It really is. It's stuck in your fucking head. It really is. I was kind of impressed. I was like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's by a band called, I think, Cry No More was the name yeah. of the band. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, this song doesn't get stuck in your head. Um, so the montage comes to a close and then fades from black and white into color as we see the single girl... Um, walking across the now empty ballroom floor. She walks over to a mirror. She's kind of checking herself, primping herself. And uh, and what I was not expecting what happens next, but in a split second, we see an arm come flying out of the mirror, grab the girl by her arm, and just pull pulls her, her into the mirror. Right in. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, this, I don't know. Whoa. I was like, oh. was not expecting that. And then it just cuts to present, quote, unquote, present day, 1987. Um, on a beach where young lovebirds Janet and Ricky frolic and play in the water uh, while a dirt bike motorcycle just goes racing <laughs> back and forth along a very populated beach, which seems very unsafe. I don't know. I guess it's the 80s in Britain, but I guess they allow more bikes on the beach Gross. just to run around. Um, so Janet and Ricky head back to the beach where they meet the rest of their group of friends. They're all hanging out in the sand. Uh, we meet Leslie, the blonde girl, her boyfriend, Tom, who kind of looks like a poor British man's version of Ian Zaring. And then there's the mullet-headed friends. Who? That's such a weird reference. Who the hell is Ian Zaring? You don't know Ian Zaring? No. He was, uh, fuck, I can't remember his character name, but he was uh, the blonde guy with like the curly hair. Uh, short in uh, 902, Beverly Hills 90210 back in the 90s. And I think he was in some, I think he was in the Sharknado movies. I think he starred in Sharknado. Okay. Um, I think, I think he went on to those, <laughs> but Ian's, yeah, he looks kind of like a poor British man's version. Beverly of Hills Zaring. 90210. The original. Huh? The, the original. original. Yeah. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so many of our listeners are yeah. big followers of that. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and their mullet headed friend, Spud. So, uh, we, we're just going to jump to the group now at the fun fair, which is basically a large carnival or like a small amusement park. Yeah. Um, and it has some roller coasters and bumper cars and like a small like log flume ro- water ride. Yeah, I kind of like small amusement park. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a small mm-hmm. Six Flags, I guess. Yeah. A much it's off the beach. It's in the area. It's it's a small like, little place. Like a Coney Island Yeah, thing yeah, exactly. Or, right. Uh, yeah. Asbury it's, Park kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not, doesn't, it's not like the portable carnival that travels around i don't right. think you travel around the log flume and no exactly so, exactly um, yeah um so spuds wandering around and comes to a t- tilt-a-whirl type ride yeah like a, a more adult versions of the teacups yeah <laughs> yeah um 
where he sees these greaser-like thugs harassing a girl by trapping her in one of the spinning, well, quote-unquote, cups, uh, for lack of a better word, and is continually spinning her around like, and around. Yeah, you like that? Ha ha! Yeah! And she's on the ride that spins around and around. Yeah, so it, like, if you didn't want to be spun around, why are you on this ride? I'm it's really, weird. I'm I don't really know. confused. It's like I get they're supposed to be like harassing her, but it's like you just make your oh, you're spinning around. Yay! You just spin her around. He's like, no, stop! And then one of her friends is sitting there watching, and he's just sitting there casually. Thank you. He's just standing there. I mean, he's like, I thought at first I was like, oh, he's. They're just part of the group that we just were yeah. meeting now because he's just casually hanging out watching his girlfriend or this girl yeah, get harassed. Yeah, screaming like, help, help. And Spud just then like, watch like. Yep. I mean, like like right. two feet away from him. Two feet. Yeah. Just, like, he's, he's leaning against the fucking like railing yeah. watching then, him spin her. <laughs> and then the carny, the ride operator in the booth in the middle of the ride, he's looking out. And he just watch. He sits on his fat ass and watches the whole thing too. Bartender John. So. Yeah. The operator, the current, you're supposed to be responsible for, like, the safety of the ride and all that. And keep whatever. Mind, he's like, <laughs> whatever. I'm just going to let this happen. Um, he, like I said, Spud stands there. Uh, at this point, Ricky, uh, uh, Spud stands there. And it's not till like, Ricky and Tom show up that Spud's finally like, oh, oh hey, uh, oh. look at this, guys. <laughs> and Ricky is the one who shouts out, um, hey, leave her alone. And then Ricky and Spud spring into action. Tom, however, continues to just stand there and watch it go down. Ricky and Spud jump onto the spinning cup and tell the thugs to leave the girl alone. Leave her alone. And they're br- wonderful British accents. <laughs> um, so now we have the girl trapped in the seat. The four, four dudes hanging off of it. While pushing and shoving kind each of other fighting around. Trying to as, push as the ride starts going. And it's spinning around. Now, finally, the fat-ass carny operator decides to put a stop to this and gets involved. But to my fucking surprise, he sides with (laughs) With the the thugs. (laughs) The thugs is who he sides with. And he goes after Ricky and Spud. (laughs) I like these guys' style. I'm going to defend these hooligans. (laughs) So, meanwhile, this is going on. Tom has found the... uh, power cord leading to the ride and he follows it to like uh just like the underneath area where um uh, uh he, he, and he flips is almost comically large it's so big how it's like something you'd see in like a cartoon where it's like at a like a power plant it's like flip the switch big yeah. big, big handle red handle flip switch and he he, he uh pulls that down killing the ride the power to the ride which causes the two thugs and the carny to fling themselves off the ride. Dude, it's so funny watching it's, them jump off there and like roll yes, and roll and roll. It's fucking hilarious. It's like obviously so it's supposed ridiculous. to be the momentum of Sun Stops is supposed to send the flying, but it's clear that they just like take basically like a running start and jumped off themselves. It's like the rock when he took the stone cold stunner. He just flopped <laughs> and moved and kept going. Um so um and then, so at this point, at good measure, Tom also then takes one of the fuses from the power box and takes it with them. Uh, Spud helps the girl off the ride. Tom teases the thugs and Carney with the fuse, literally acting like a child, holding the fuse up in the ha- in the air and literally going na 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 like a little kid. Uh, the thugs and Carney chase after the group. Meanwhile, Janet and Lindsay are getting their fortunes read by a fortune teller. Ricky just bursts in the tent, <laughs> smashes in, smashes in like, and he's like, there's trouble. We got to go. And they all leave. And then from here, 
This whole thing turns into like a fucking episode of Scooby Doo or like Benny Hill. I half oh. expect to hear the da 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 yeah whatever that is that music playing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, Ricky gets cornered by the carny who demands he hand over the fuse. Ricky throws the fuse over the carny's head like playing keep away. Basically, he throws it to Tom who misses it. The fuse lands under one of the other rides. So Tom and one of the thugs both go after it. But the thug gets smacked in the head by a flying a fucking, Dumbo. Like a, a ride. They're so close to the ride. Yeah. The ride wags him in the head. I'm yeah. like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the flying Dumbo bursts open Thug's forehead and sends him flying backwards, allowing Tom to get the fuse. The fortune teller picks up the crystal ball and just oh, screams. screams. I don't know what that's about. She just picks up the ball and goes, ah! Like, what? <laughs> what? What's happening? What is that going on? This fucking and next we see an SUV pulling a small sailboat on a trailer behind it, driving through the amusement park, crashing through stands and stalls. Like, fuck, don't give a shit. Uh, the carny, who now I notice is literally wearing a rope as a belt. <laughs> and thug ace, because I just call him ace because he has the word ace spray paint on the back of his other jacket. Um, both start to corner Ricky and Tom. The third thug who got hit by Dumbo joins joins them as well. And in unison, all three of them just like whip out weapons. Dude, I love this part because they're walking all in a row. Yeah. And they, it's just shoulders. like fucking West Side Story. Just go, psh, all in unison, whip out whip a knife. Out, like, knives or like chains yeah. or something. Just like, it's like a magic trick. Where does it even come from? It was so just awesome. right there. Um, so Ricky and Tom flee into the haunted house. Haunted Funhouse ride. Right. Um, from out of fucking nowhere, Spud and the girl who helped just pop up saying, Hi, this is Carol. <laughs> Where'd they come from? But they're suddenly in the Haunted House ride. Spud just pops up, Hey guys, this is Carol. We're here too. Don't forget us. Like, out of nowhere. I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? Why are they there? Ace, armed with a chain, I think, pops up in front of them. And then we hear a car honking, followed by the SUV pulling the boat on her comes crashing through the fucking walls like the Kool-Aid man of the haunted house ride. The SUV drives around the, in the ride. You see it like, it's like POV shot, like the headlights driving around this dark place. And every now and then you'd see like the, uh, a thug or Ricky or Tom kind of like dodging out of the way <laughs> as this runaway SUV is just driving through the haunted house ride. Um, then the SUV crashes through another wall as it exits the ride. Only now, Spud and Carol are on top of the boat that the SUV is towing, clinging to it as Ricky leaps into the back seat. What? This is <laughs> fucking bananas. This is, this is <laughs> insane. The, and this is like the first like 10 minutes of the yeah. movie. So now the two thugs leap onto the boat to try to get Spud and Carol. But they man, Spud and Carol fight them off and send them flying Again, off. Just flying. Flying. Just, they throw themselves through the yeah. air. And they crash into piles like boxes and junk. Uh, Spud and Carol relax and ride in the boat as Leslie, we find out, is driving the SUV away. But then, like, the fucking Terminator from, like, like the T-1000 or something, the carny comes up from under, or the monster from Big Trouble in Little China comes up from <laughs> underneath the trailer and climbs on to attack the from underneath the boat and starts trying to get uh, Spud and Carol. So, um, as this SUV is driving down the road, and just like so many other low-budget movies from the 80s, just like a muck train, uh, they use zero stuntmen 
and give zero fucks about the safety of their actors because this fat carny is legitimately hanging off the side of a boat trailer as it drives down a road, like speeding down a road, and Spud is like trying to push him off by his face, and this poor guy is hanging on <laughs> while they're just like, there's no rigging, there's no safety crew, they're just like, hold on, let's go. <laughs> um, so eventually Carney does get pushed off, and he too goes flying, crashing through a pile of boxes and broken wood, real safe. <laughs> the two thugs come running up to check on Carney as the SUV turns a corner and drives away. And like, holy fuck balls, Moon Goons. That was just the first 12 minutes of this movie. And it gets even crazier and more fucking bonkers from here on out. Shit just, this movie is insane. Whew. So let me catch a breath because that is an epic opening scene. Yeah, but it was so, like, sloppy. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, you described it perfectly. But it just feels so weird to watch and sloppy and just like, what am I watching? Yeah, but it's so crazy. I just lost myself in the, in the craziness of it. I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> All right. I, I can't, I, I can't describe it. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just did that. I just learned it. Um, whew. Okay. So now we cut to the group and the American tourist who we find her name is Carol. Oh, we just said Carol. She's American though. She's the one American in the group. They're chilling on the boat out in the middle of the ocean. Just kind of out in the open sea. Sure. They're just hanging out on this small sailboat. But now, for some reason, even though they're clearly in the middle of this large body of water, they somehow manage to hit a rock, which breaks open the bottom of the boat's, boat's hull. And, like, not just, like, I mean, it crashes through this thing. The boat starts to sink. They all bail over the sides into the water, which now all of a sudden the water is shallow enough for them to stand up in. It's not that deep. <laughs> not that deep. So, like, what? What? I don't know. Whatever. Um, and they make their way to the shore. So, to to they, a random island. Random island. So, basically, they just get Gilligan. Uh, Gilligan, yes. Gill Gilligan. They get Gilligan. Um, and find themselves on an island. Uh, they, make a, they, were, they make their way in, inland. And at one point, they come to an area that has barbed wire and a sign that says, danger, keep out. But they're like, they pay no attention to that shit. And they just keep going. They're like, dude, I love this part when the guys is walking <laughs> through and he's like, ow, uh, looks like there's some rusty barbed wire. Yep. Careful, guys. Just doesn't even look at his leg. Just nope. keeps on keeps going. Keeps on going. And everybody's like, fuck the barbed wire. Let's just keep, yeah, this is obviously a good, good way to dude, go. some of those Brits are just tough as fucking nails. <laughs> and they just, just, just so, it's like. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> there was this guy I played rugby with, not the smartest guy in the, not the smartest dude I've ever met, but tough as nails. He got hit one time. He got a hole put in his cheek, a small hole, like a cleat caught him, and it was like a hole. Oh, he Jesus. still went out drinking that night and was showing, like, prostitutes how he could run a straw through his cheek <laughs> and how he thought that was good. Cool. This was in Thailand. But <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> oh. I was like, that's right. I haven't heard that one. That before. is one tough Brit. <laughs> um, so where were we? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, bar bar. So eventually they come to the grand Island hotel, which they find is all decorated for the holiday seasons. Uh, especially new years, even though it is July at this time for them in the movie. Uh, they also find that the hotel seems to be completely void of other guests and any staff. It's, no one's there. No one's there. Uh, at this point, the group splits up into two groups. Group, or, I'm sorry, into groups of two. Ricky and Janet head upstairs to look for dry clothes. Tom and Leslie head off to look for other people or staff, while Spud and Carol are in a lounge or den or something and start a fire in the fireplace. Uh, Tom and Leslie find the bar, 
Um, Leslie goes over to open up one of the window shutters and finds a man staring back at her from outside. Ah! Ah! She screams. Tom rushes outside to look for whoever it was, but there's nobody there. Mm. And he's like, fuck it, let's drink. So that's yeah, what they, they It must go. be the grounds crew. <laughs> yeah, they end up drinking at the bar. Cut to Spud and Carol. Spud leaves Carol to go find a blanket to warm her up with. And as soon as he leaves the room, a maid enters the room with a blanket. And she's like decked out old school old type maid. Old school maid. maid black, like Yvette from Clue. Just the white French yeah, maid. Not nearly as sexy not though. Not quite French no. maid, but old British maid. Like, yes. But it's still a long black dress long, with like white, white doily kind of apron and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the maid gives Carol a blanket and tells her not to worry about her friends. That they'll be taken care of. And then she leaves. We go to Janet taking a bubble bath for some reason. Like, sure. Okay, why? You were looking for clothes, but now you're taking a bubble bath? And uh, seemingly she's asleep in the tub. Because um, that's such a relaxing environment. Yeah. You just escaped thuds. You just survived a drowning, you know, uh, your boat a sinking. Shipwreck. You come into an abandoned hotel. You know what? Calgon, take me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now we get a very Nightmare on Elm Street-like scene because the uh, – uh, the handheld um, hose nozzle faucet thing on the expen- on like on the extendable like hose like magically comes to life and slithers into the water like a snake and starts moving towards her, but stops immediately and goes limp when Janet wakes up. Um, Janet thinks she see and then like the the tiles next to the tub on the wall are like are mirrored like every other yeah, one's like a yeah, mirror it's like yeah. a, it's like a checkerboard a it's like a checkerboard it's, but yeah a mirror and then black and then yes yeah. mirrored so yeah. she she thinks she sees someone in one of the mirror tiles and um she wipes like the steam or something off the mirror and looks again and she looks over there's nobody there um but then ricky just pops up behind her like Hey-o. naked too and they just start making out um spud is wandering around the dark hotel ends up in the kitchen where he starts to hear music. Um, so he follows it and ends up in the ballroom where he sees a two-person band singing and playing guitars on stage. The lights reflecting off the mirror ball start to like flicker too much and they start blinding Spud. <laughs> and in the flickering light, the band disappears and the room falls dark and silent again. Uh, behind him, a set double doors open and closed by themselves. Spud says, we got to get out of this place. And then exits out the same double doors that just he saw magically open and close. So we go back to Janet and Ricky, who are now changing into some dry clothes that they found in one of the rooms, uh, which Ricky comments on saying the clothes seem to be pretty fa- uh, fancy party dress from the 50s. He's like, oh, these are very fancy. But yeah, they're, from- they're, they're, they're kind of like stoked. They're putting on the gear. They're kind of having a goof, having a laugh. Like playing dress up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like that. Um. Uh, while Janet is uh, fixing her new dress, she's kind of fixing uh, the new dress she's putting on, tightening it up. Uh, she's looking in the mirror, and she sees a girl wearing the exact same dress staying behind her with, like, a 50s hairdo. Janet spins around. The girl's <gasps> gone. <sighs> now, this is a nitpick, but I know what they're trying to do here. But I couldn't help but notice that the girl in the mirror whose dress Janet's supposed to be wearing is, like, two to three sizes larger than Janet. She's a thickie. She's a little thick. <laughs> and Janet's a twig. Yeah. Like, there's no way that's the same dress. That dress should be baggy as fuck on Janet. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway. Maybe it's adjustable. <laughs> Maybe that's the magic of the dress. Maybe. It's just it's a perfect fit, whatever your body size. Yeah, or, it's, you know, the, the what is it, auto-fitting shoes from Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so flazy. Um, anyway, J- Qu- Janet quickly forgets about all this 
and just ends up making out on the bed with Ricky again. <laughs> She's like, fuck the ghost, sure. whatever I just saw. Let's make out some more. Um, while they make out, the camera pans over from them to the mirror where we see the 50s chick standing there watching them Perf. in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> we cut back to Tom and Le- Leslie, who are now in like the billiard room or the game room, where Tom is shooting pool, which Leslie calls snooker yeah which i guess that's a british thing i've never heard of you've snooker. never heard of snooker no. yeah it's a it's, it is a british thing it's a type of uh billiards you okay. know uh i don't know the rules i don't know exactly how it's played but i think it's like just two sets of colored balls like one's got a red colored set one's got a white colored set i'm not sure how yeah I, there's like there seems to be no consistency in the pool balls because sometimes they're showing regular billiards balls the solids and stripes and then other times there's like just one solid colored balls. Red. Yeah. There's one that's just all yeah. red. Yeah, and it's they, like a snooker ball. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's no. Is it a? No, they're all. I don't know. There's no consistency on this. I don't know the rules. I've never played snooker. I just, I've, I've heard of it though. Um. So anyway, they leave to go find the fuse box so they can try to turn the power on to the hotel. Um. After they leave, all the snooker red snooker balls magically return to their starting location, like where you were in the rack or something like that, just without the rack. Um. The two of them make their way down to the basement. Of course, where Leslie decides this is the perfect place to go at it with Tom. Sure. And she jumps Tom. They both fall to the floor and start making out. In not like a in, dirty old basement. Yeah, not in like the nice part of the hotel or on the pool table. You know, that's always like a fancy porn thing. Sex on the pool table. Nope. In the dirty, dusty basement floor. <laughs> Let's go there. Um, but that's short-lived as Tom puts a stop to it. So we can get back to looking for the fuse box. Um. Leslie relights the candle that they had um, and then tosses the used match over his shoulder, which sets off a box of old fireworks. So now it's like, boom, 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 going off. Um, it's so stupid. Yeah, it just, there's really no reason for this other than it happens. <laughs> Why? I mean, I guess like fireworks left over from New Year's, I yeah, guess, yeah, but yeah. really, they they. Never ever comes back like oh we need fireworks or fireworks don't become a part of the this plot. It's so oh, strange. It's so weird. Um, anyway, Tom gets the power back on. They head up to find the others. Uh, excuse me. Everyone gathers back up in the main lobby. Spud nearly gets hit in the face. Okay, so when they turn the power back on, now everybody realized they were doing that because Jan gets scared because like things start coming, lights come on, and like there's a vacuum cleaner that was left plugged in. Yeah. And turn off so when it, the power comes on, it like, comes light, like. <laughs> It's coming like, right at him. Coming right at him. So like, oh my god! And it, they're on the stairs. So somehow, the, somehow the the vacuum cleaner manages to go straight, and then somehow make a ninety degree turn to go down the stairs. <laughs> it really did. I don't know how that hap- is possible, but it does. <laughs> it goes down the stairs, and once it hits the stairs, it starts flopping. And I swear to God, again, no safety concern. They just got lucky because you could see like. The vacuum comes with like centimeters of smacking Spud right in the face as it crashes, as it dro- you know, rolls down the stairs past them. It's so close, just hit him right in the face. Um, I was like, Jesus Christ, that poor actor. Um, so, um, at this point, the groups they start calling uh, this place the Madhouse. Goes, oh, but you know, like, oh, everything's coming alive. What's now? Um, and Ricky just like, don't be stupid, Janet. <laughs> just, just play it. Don't be stupid. Um, and then Tom, exp- oh, he's like, oh, no, I, I turned the power back on. That's why. I'm like, okay. Ricky then takes the, uh, takes, uh, the others to where they found the dry clothes. And so everybody else can change too. So basically everybody changes into new clothes at this point. Um, after they leave, the camera pans over to an old TV, which 
which on it is a, an old like science forum talk show. Oh yeah. Um, and it's playing. It's showing on TV. It's like old BBC where they have a debate and they discuss current events. Yeah, blah, something blah, blah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on the show, there's three. There's the moderator, the like two men on each side of the argument or whatever. They're talking about some new experimental anti-radar device that was launched uh, in the very early hours of 1960. So basically, on the eve of 1959, early hours of 1960. Uh, one of the men, the, the the against the bad guy or whatever, the angry is. He's very angry about this about this new technology. He says something along the lines of like. Bending light, making the plane invisible. It is interfering with light, with time itself. Playing God. Oh, it's my guy. Excuse me. <laughs> very, very dangerous is yeah. what he says. Um, scare the burps right out of you. Yeah, scare the burps right out of me. It's so dangerous. Um, upstairs, the group goes through and picks out, like I said, no clothes and they're changing to. Um, and behind them, another TV is playing the same scene uh, before. So another, we're seeing more of it. The group leaves to have drinks at the bar. Tom turns the TV off as he leaves, though. Um, I love how they just have drinks at the bar. They're not like they're like talking about how they need to get out of there. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's have a drink. It's free booze. Let's yeah. Let's not be so hasty yeah, here. Let's not be so hasty. Let's uh, uh let's, let's calm down just a bit here. Um, I do have a complaint here about the clothes. Um, in this in this movie though. Um, especially the dresses that the girls are wearing change into because the issue is that if these clothes were left behind from the party goers we see in the opening of the movie, which took place in New Year's Eve, which is in winter, why are the dresses like light, flowy summer dresses? They should be winter dresses, much more formal. Because that was a fa- and in the fifties, when you went to a ball, it was form- It was like you dress like formal. prom almost, like it would have been prom like yeah. clothing, and they're just like summer sundresses here, light, flowy. Like they, they should the the the, the movie makers should be like as an oversight. Like Their they, costume designers suck yeah, balls. Yeah, like they should be winter dresses, winter clothing. Yeah, not like pink and light blue pastel summer dresses. That makes so it just it doesn't fit. Anyway, so we jump to the group down at the bar drinking, where Carol says it's. Such a crazy day she's having. She's like, ha, 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 I've been harassed at the fun fair. I met new friends. Our boat sank. And now we found this hotel. And it feels like it's stuck in a time warp. And Jan's like, oh, my God. Do you think we're really in a time warp? And Rick, again, shuts that shit down real fast. Saying, Janet, stop being stupid. <laughs> so we're talking Janet yep. and time warp. I'm yep. getting Rocky Horror vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> Uh, damn it, Janet. Don't be stupid. <laughs> um, Leslie starts to hear voices coming from somewhere else, and she shushes everyone. She's like, shh. And like, oh, my God. We hear it, too. Let's, oh, let's go check it out. So they follow the voices to the hotel's movie theater, because this place has its own movie theater. Sweet. Yeah, where an old black and white movie is playing. The group decides to sit down and watch it for a bit. While, sure. While Ricky heads up to the projection booth to see if there's somebody in there. Uh, the movie playing this for you, you know for you guys to know is an old sci-fi horror movie called Fiend Without a Face from 1958. So okay. there's your a little bit of trivia. Nice. Uh, they watched the movie all the way to the end. Um, in the <laughs> must booth, have been good. <laughs> yeah, in the booth, once the movie ends, though, another projector turns on by itself and starts playing a new movie. Uh, this one is showing footage of people at the Grand Iron Hotel, um, like, like just like whole movie footage of people at the hotel, like the party goers. Um, again, I find it funny because again, it's New Year's, winter, but the footage is like 
summer. It's still grassy and bright. They're outside running around playing in the grass. That's a good point. Frolicking. It should be yeah. snowy out there and like cold, but they didn't do that either. Yeah. I mean, the UK is a cold place. Yeah, there'd be fucking you know, snow and cold there. Yeah. They don't have nice sandy beaches that you want to go fucking go frolic on. Yeah. And, like, to, and this know. is made, what, 80... 80 something so it's getting global warm with that like, there was fucking snow back then <laughs> so snowing. um anyway so um so for some reason spud decides that he needs to stand up and commentate on these movies and try to be like mr funny man like tries to do like a mystery science theater 3000 type shtick which i guess is supposed to be funny but it is not <laughs> it's terrible man it's so bad thankfully it um Thankfully, this bit ends when one of the guys in the movie literally leaps out of the movie screen <laughs> and attacks Spud. Everyone rushes down to Spud and just stands there and watches as this guy dressed as a sheik scratches Spud across the face. Like, leaves these three deep gashes or uh, scratches on, on Spud's cheek. The sheik then flies up into the air and flies into the lens of the movie projector, which then causes the film strip <laughs> to come to life and starts attacking Ricky in, in the, the booth, booth by wrapping around his legs like a snake. Holy shit. <laughs> it's, I'm not, I can't make this shit up, guys. This shit weird. happens. Um, Ricky falls to the floor, but he's easily able to like rip off like uh, 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 the film strips off him. Ricky leaves the booth to join the others who are standing over Spuds now for some reason dead, dead body. <laughs> what the fuck, movie? Are you really gonna try to tell me or tell us as viewers that Spud died from getting scratched Scratch. on the cheek? What kind of bullshit is that? I mean, we've seen some pretty lame kills here at Horrible Horror. This one but is this, top shelf. This one may take the fucking cake yeah. as the worst. Also, I think one of the girls says he was burned to death, which makes it even worse. Because how? <laughs> how was he burned? How and when did that happen? Because his street doesn't have a single burn mark on him. There's no smoke, no singeing, no fire. He's not burned. He was scratched. And <laughs> I had... Sure, he's burned. Fuck it. I, I don't know. I'm speechless at this point with this. I don't get it. I don't fucking know what's going on. Anyway, at this point, Jan just runs out of the hotel crying. Um, Ricky chases after. He says something about how Spud must have had some kind of massive electrical shock. That would explain his burns. But again, there are, there are no, no burns. We don't burns see any. On him. None. <sighs> Janet runs off into like the woods or something and um uh ricky goes after her so everyone is outside now uh tom and leslie decide to go look around the island for a watchtower or lookout tower which would have a radio on it that they could use to call for help so i'm not the worst idea. yeah not a horrible okay, idea you know? while carol stays back to wait for in case ricky and janet come back so she stays at the hotel the others leave so already separating everybody. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right right in their wheelhouse. Bloody brilliant, as the Brits would say. <laughs> uh, Tom and Leslie come to an old like cottage or storage building or house of some kind. Um, Leslie heads inside and is instantly, as soon as she walks in the door, attacked by a fishing net <laughs> that falls on top of her. <laughs> she starts screaming, get it off, get it off, while panicking and rolling around the floor. We do, though, see the net actually start like tighten around her. As a rope 
then comes to life and starts to wrap around her leg like a snake again. So now we have uh, nets and rope coming to life. Uh, Tom grabs a small hand axe and starts chopping like the net up, trying to yeah, get it, off, it her. off of her. Aren't there like little hooks in the net too? There might have been. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, once Leslie's safe and back on her feet, she looks around for something to uh, wipe her cuts off. Which she's like, I got to clean myself up. Yeah, I guess she, her face gets cut up a little bit. And God damn, I hope you're ready for this shit, guys, because I was not ready again for what. It just gets so weird. I, I seriously don't know how to explain this property to do it justice. So Leslie crosses over to a table. I can't believe I'm about to say these Okay. She crosses to a table where a giant seaweed monster start, like, leaps out of the green tablecloth. <laughs> that happens, guys. That happens. A seaweed monster comes out of the green tablecloth and... It's attacks. like a poor man swamp thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. And it starts to strangle Leslie. The camera cuts over to Tom, who at first just stands there with this dumb look on his face. Like, huh? Just for like, is that swamp thing or man thing? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No. Um, and the look on his face is cracking up, but he does finally rush over to help Leslie. The monster easily just pushes Tom away, which sends him flying over a couch or something like that, and continues to strangle Leslie. Tom grabs a large gaff hook and, and starts, which has like a little spear on the end of the hook, and starts stabbing the seaweed monster with it repeatedly. The monster, after getting stabbed several times. Get ready for this, guys. Then it melts. It melts like the evil witch back into the tablecloth and disappears. And then the tablecloth's like perfect. And the, yeah, yeah the no, no sign whatsoever. No, no, not at all. So the seaweed monsters melts from getting stabbed. I can't, <laughs> I'm not. I can't make this shit up. Um, after a second two of nothing happening. And then for no, it's like all goes silent. And Tom's just standing holding the gaffing hook for like a second or two. And then out of nowhere, for no reason that we can see, Tom just buckles at the knees and screams like, ah! And then it just cuts away. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why? What's going on? What the fuck just happened? This movie is insane. And it just, like I say, it just cuts away to Janet and Ricky in the woods. <laughs> There's lots of that stuff going on, man. <laughs> All right, so, like I said, Janet and Ricky, they're in the woods. Ricky's managed to calm Janet down a bit, and now they're taking a nice stroll through the woods. And, fuck, guys, I, I didn't think it was possible for this movie to get even more fucking bonkers and bizarre, but it does, and we're going there. So Ricky and Janet start hearing laughter, as the trees and foliage start to move and shake, like, like the plants, uh, like the plant life itself is laughing. Mm. The two of them take off running, and now the camera worker gets really weird and hard to describe, probably. So it's just like a first person view rushing through the tall grass, and then it rushes up on Rick. Uh, Ricky and Janet, who seem like dodge out of the way of the camera. Yeah, I got like a poor man Sam Raimi kind of uh, you know effect. Yeah, you know, like that, when that, the Evil Dead when he's yes. coming through the yeah when when yeah, yeah when he's coming through the park. Like yeah, it's it's like a shitty version of that. Yeah, it's like a British yeah. version of uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> a shitty Brady version. Pretty um, version. Pretty. And this happens several times. And the problem is, you can tell they're just reusing the same footage, same footage over, and over, over and over and over and over, and over. Like three or four times. It's the same thing on a loop. 
And I'm just like, first of all, what the fuck are they seeing or dodging? We don't know. We never find out. And then, so suddenly the laughter stops and the trees and plants stop moving and, and, and attacking. If that is what was attacking them, because we don't fucking know. Ricky and Jan stand there for a moment in confusion before hmm. taking off running again. They make it back to the beach where the laughter starts up again. Only now they start seeing footprints appearing in the sand. And again, and then the laughter stops and the footprints disappear. And my only guess is that it was Jesus carrying them. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> that fucking <laughs> Why is there only one set of footprints? Because I was carrying you to your doom. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jesus with the heel turn. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus from out of the steel chair. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, that fucking happened. That- now. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> Ricky and Janet walk along the beach in disbelief. Ricky finds a wine glass that's just sit, sitting on the sand. Uh, and then when he picks it up, the laughing starts up again. The footprints start reappearing because, God damn, you don't take Jesus' wine glass, I guess. And then so Ricky and Jan just run. They just start running again. That That's that's it. That's it. That's So they make it off the beach. And then they start hearing. So we're not done. They make it off the beach. And then they hear a sound of a plane flying overhead. They look up. Nothing. They don't see a plane anywhere, but they hear it. Well, then the sounds of the plane flying turn into sounds of the plane crashing. Boom. And then a fucking explosion hit. And, I, and I'm serious. There's a real fucking explosion in the woods. Like, there's no plane, but massive explosion. Fire smoke goes off in the woods. So they rush off to check it out and find the smoking remains of an old building and a crashed plane. Ricky is looking around and he sees a pilot standing behind him in a broken mirror. Why there's a mirror there, I don't know, but sure. Uh, there's so many mirrors in the weirdest places in this That's room. a good there's point. There's like mirrors out in the woods. There's yeah. mirrors in the hotel. There's mirrors in a plane. There's mirrors. It's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, he spins around again. The pilot's gone. There's nobody there. This happens twice. Waka waka. Waka waka, yeah. We jump back to Carol alone, pacing around the front of the hotel. She looks over and sees the maid walking behind some trees or tall bushes and for some reason thinks it's Rick or Janet, even though you can clearly, you can clearly see. see it's a maid. And she's the only person who's actually seen the maid before. So she knows who the fuck it is, but she's still like, Rick, Janet, is that you? Rick? No, it's the fucking maid, you dumb bitch. God damn. <laughs> Carol goes after her calling out for the maid. She's like, wait, wait. Carol is led to another small white cottage. She knocks on the door, getting no response. She decides to go in anyway. Inside this cozy little cottage, she opens up one of the doors. She opens up a door and gets blasted in the face by snow and arctic winds. <laughs> oh, God. So I just got Seriously. I, I have to admit something here. I saw this movie twice, and each time I was fucking hammered. 
And I have spotty memory at best when it comes to this shit. So whenever you're saying stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that fucking happened. Oh, Jesus. So I'm sitting here listening to him like, what happens next? Oh, yeah, that does happen next. It's like, it's all like new to me. So it's like, but once it hits, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, that's right. Oh, yeah, I, I fell asleep both times. I was just too drunk. Because this movie kind of makes you want to drink. Seriously. Fucking Blizzard comes out of nowhere. She tries to leave the cottage, but the door closes and locks her in. Carol fights her way through the Arctic winds and snow <laughs> to a small sitting room that has a lit fireplace, a fire in the plate in the in the fireplace. And that's when the lightning storm hits on top of the snow and Arctic winds. Now we have lightning in this room going off. Thunder snow. Thunder snow. Uh, fucking insanity. Carol drops to the floor next to the fireplace. The sounds of like a hissing or angry cats can be heard along with some high-pitched screaming as well. Even a howling wolf is heard. <laughs> what the fuck is what, happening? What else can we throw in there? Let's, <laughs> yeah. A baby crying. Let's throw in that. Throw it in there. Yeah. yeah. But then everything just stops. The snow, the wind, the lightning all vanish along with all the sounds. Carol just leaves the house as she walks by the window of the room, she, the sitting room she was just in. She looks back inside and sees sitting in the windowsill is a tiny version of herself trapped in a oh, snow globe. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. Carol runs back to the hotel at this point. She meets Rick, Janet, Carol, and Leslie all kind of converge on the hotel at the same time. Leslie says, like, hey, I need your help. Something happened to Tom. Yeah, help me. So they all rush off following Leslie back to the house. We'll call it the um, Fisher's, Fisherman House. We'll call it there Fisherman's House. Uh, back to the Fisherman's House where Leslie and Tom fought the seaweed monster. Goddamn. Leslie tells the others to go on first. Like, you guys go on first. I, I can't do it. Um, which they do. Inside, they see no sign of Tom. Ricky goes over to open a door and finds himself nearly falling off a cliff. <laughs> So a door that leads to nowhere, nowhere. now, but he's able to grab onto the door to keep him plump from plummeting to his death on the rock, rocky sure, shores yeah. below. The girls help pull him back inside. The girls think that Tom probably fell out this door. So like, we have to run down to the bottom of the cliff to look for him. He might still be alive down there if he fell out. Uh, Carol then flings open uh, the front door and oh shit! There's Fat Carney. <laughs> what the fuck? Where did he, where the hell did he come from? Oh god. So you're telling me this guy <laughs> somehow got up from being tossed off of the the boat. Off the boat. Off, off the boat that was driving on the road. Right, speeding down the highway. Yeah. Gets up, goes into the ocean somehow or finds out what island they're on. Yeah. They're, yeah, just, just, mind, their boat sank is underneath yes. the water, so it's not, it's not like their boat's on the shore. But somehow, magically knew where, to where go. they were and tracked them there. What? <laughs> no explanation. No explanation is whatsoever. And it's... I, so, anyway... And he Car looks pissed. Oh, he's pissed. Carol backs away as the carney enters the house. The carney spots Rick pulls out a length of chain and starts swinging it at Ricky. Ricky and the Carney fight. The Carney takes out Ricky eventually and turns his attention to the girls. Uh, Carol tries to run for the door, but he, or, or, the girls run, but he's, uh, he grabs Leslie. He's able to grab Leslie. And I shit oh, you God. not, like Jason 
fucking Voorhees, the carny punches, fucking punches straight through Leslie's stomach and out her back. Just a big bloody punch right through her. Yeah. Shapow! Shapow! Just fucking Kano style, Jason Voorhees style, yeah. just through the body. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I watching? Yes. I'm just like, huh? And the Like, I'm really confused, and it just gets even fucking stupid. It does, because we're not done. Because now, all of a sudden, it goes to Leslie, it cuts to Leslie's face, and Leslie is a goddamn fucking zombie. What the shit? Like, and like a shitty zombie. Shitty like, zombie. I mean, just the, like white cake makeup. Uh, black face, yeah. Black circles around the <laughs> eyes. It's like something your mom would do for you in the third grade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you don't, you couldn't afford the mask because she just goes to her makeup kit. It's like, I'll make you a zombie. Don't yeah. worry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she looks like. <laughs> Leslie then grabs the carny by the shirt, smiles, laughs a bit, then lifts him straight up into the <sighs> air. <sighs> So here's, <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Okay. Lifts him straight in the air and then throws him face first, completely through the fucking wall, out of the building, over off, the cliff. Off the cliff. Off the cliff. <laughs> what the fuck? It's so bonkers. Like, I, I'm on, like, overload with this movie at this point. There's, it's insanity. It's I can't stop using the word insanity. because Too I, much. I, just, too much. So here's the funny part. Like I said, I was, like, in and out quite a bit. I'm, like, falling asleep and waking up, falling asleep and waking up. I wake up, and I see the carny punch through her, and she instantly turns to a zombie. And I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> and nothing. I didn't nothing. miss anything. No, you didn't. I'm just like, I was like, well, how long was I out? You know, I'm just kind of closing my eyes and waking back up. I'm not falling asleep for long periods, but I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? What the hell's going on? <laughs> nothing. It's just the movie. It's just the movie. It's just the movie. When apparently a carny punches you with his superpowers, you become a zombie who has even better powers. Yep. So she then, Leslie then slowly turns towards the others. Ricky yells for the girls to get out of here. And then he tries to slow Leslie down by throwing fishing nets on top of her. Um, which does manage to get her caught in that. She's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> and she's like trying to fight with this fishing net. And then Ricky finds an old smoke flare. An old signal, like smoking signal. Um, well, flare. Ricky pops the flare, tosses it at Leslie, and then flees the house, closing and barring the door behind him. Um, which is weird because they bar a front door. They always open in, but how, so you can't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to bar that door from the outside, but, um, he does. So basically we yeah, inside, there's a shot like Leslie trapped on like in the fishing net and they're just the whole in flames. It's, it's yeah. not in flames. It's just smoke. It's just a smoke flare. So well, it's supposed no fire. to be in flames. Yeah. I didn't think, at oh, first wow. I thought it was supposed to be fire. I'm like, no, there's no fire. It's just smoke. So there's not like doing anything to her. I was drunk. I'm just, yep. <laughs> Pissing her off, I guess. Like, I'm going to annoy her. <laughs> um, so outside, he says they should head back to the hotel and lock them. Ricky says they should head back to the hotel, lock themselves inside to be safe. But Janet refuses to go back there. And again, Janet, damn it, Janet. She takes off running into the woods again. <laughs> and Ricky has to go chase after her along with Carol. Um, Janet's running, 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 and just falls into a hole. Like, not just like a little, like, just like a pit. But it's like, it's like a three foot diamond. She just falls, like, and she's like, hold on, like, on, by, yeah. under their armpit. She's like, hang on. It almost looks like quicksand. Kind of, but there's no quicksand. It's just yeah, a it's hole. It's a hole. There's a hole. And, uh, so, um, 
They, they, but they easily get jammed. They help her out of the hole, and the three of them end up on like this back on the the rocky shorelines, like they uh, this like rocky outcropping area. It's kind of a neat little area. Um, where they take a man to collect themselves. And they talk Janet out trying to swim for the off the island. Yeah, she's like, swim. I'll swim for I'm it. I'm swimming out. I'm out of here. Like, no, you can't do that. You'll never make it. So eventually they do end up going back to the hotel. Uh, they look around, locking all the entrance doors. And uh, they end up then back in the lobby. So they lock the doors back in the main lobby. Leslie starts knocking on the door, the front door, asking and begging to be like, come on, guys, let me in. Come on, it's just me. It's Leslie, come on, let me in. I'm your friend. This feels very uh, Evil Dead again, yeah. you know. Um, they ignore her. Uh, Ricky heads upstairs to check the windows. Like, I better go check the windows upstairs. Goes upstairs. While Carol and Janet go do the same thing. Like, we'll check the windows downstairs. Carol and Janet are closing all the windows in the bar. Carol looks outside and sees a children's swing swing with no one on it. And then the jukebox in the room turns on by itself, playing some music from the 50s. Carol starts shaking. He's like, shut up. So just shakes his shit this jukebox so it stops playing. And that's when Thug Ace comes crashing headfirst through the back wall of the bar, holding a machete. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just a regular wall. Like, the wall, like it has all the booze bottles on yes. the mirror. Like, the bar back. Like it's, the back it's, of the it's a thick wall because it has to hold all, all that booze. Yeah. And, and wait, gets, and he smashes through head it. Head first, Biden. Head first, Diamond. And I, what? So, anyway, Carol then just smashes him over the head with a bottle of liquor, knocking him out cold. And Janet screams. And just like Jan, Jan does, Jan be doing what Jan runs does. Off. Runs away, calling out for Rick. Uh, Janet runs upstairs and down the hall, and that's when the other thug comes flying, comes, oh my god, okay, comes head first, crashing through a second story yes. window, does a fucking forward roll somersault, landing almost like a, like the Iron Man hero pose right in front of Janet. What the shit? What? Second floor. Second story window. So he's on the second. Somehow he catapults. I, can just catapults. Go, I would love to see him sitting on a catapult. Oh. Like, let's do this, mate. It just cuts us from. Woo! <laughs> it comes through head fucking first into a somersault roll. Hero and I was pose. fucked up when I was watching this. And I was like, what the fuck? How's he flying? Go, 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 go. God damn this movie. <laughs> It was so fucking ridiculous. I think it's like where my brain just shut off. I'm like, don't. I'm just done. Dum, 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 dum. But in the best way. I'm oh. sorry. So anyway. All right, where were we? So uh, super okay, hooligan. Super, super thug. <laughs> hooligan. I guess that's my word. They're, but they're not soccer hooligans. They're just thugs. They're greasers. Uh, anyway, so... Um. Oh, and he's and, and so he's second thug two stands in front of Janet, bleeding from his forehead, either from where Dumbo hit him or from crashing through the fucking glass <laughs> window. Just won't that cut just won't stay. It closed. will not. Thug two starts approaching Janet, and that's when voices and laughing start up again. Thug two stops, looks around, and is. <laughs> 
People crashing through shit ain't over, because now fucking zombie Leslie comes crashing headfirst through a decorative circle in the ceiling. In the ce- It's like a decorative tile of a circle. She comes headfirst straight down, oh. grabs onto Thug 2, using, like, lowers herself out of the ceiling hole. She stands, uh, stands over him where he's, like, on his ass or sitting down on the floor now. She grabs... His head with both hands on each side of his head. Yes. And slowly, the slowest in the it's like molasses slow starts to twist his head around like an owl. Leslie twists Doug's head too completely around, not once, but twice, twice. killing him in what is probably the fucking uh slowest <laughs> slowest neck snap I think I've ever ever seen I kind of loved it um <laughs> where it <laughs> oh yeah there you go snap like Slim Jim it took you way too long it did that was, <laughs> it wasn't worth it I, it wasn't worth it it was too slow I, I saw you looking at your computer like where's the nuts? I know I was like where's <laughs> I lost sight of it <laughs> I lost sight of it anyway but just that whole Dude, I, I loved it just the slow like it's so slow <laughs> yeah just <laughs> And honestly, the first time, the first rotation head, the thug looks like he's still alive. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, I'm like wait, he, no, he'd be dead. It's yeah. like, why was he still alive? But then on second rotation, okay, now he's dead for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> meanwhile, okay, um, yeah, meanwhile, Ricky has found a shotgun in the closet somewhere. Janet is backing down the stairs away from Zombie Leslie. When the fucking decorative wooden bus of a vulture... Um, oh, on the banister, they uh, <clears throat> they come to life, and the vulture head bites into Janet's arm, <laughs> screaming, uh, and, and like she it's, she struggles to pull uh, pull her arm out from it, but she can't. Dude, she's get fucking wrestling with that thing. Goes, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Like she's re- it's like really so. A wooden, it's hilarious. A carved wooden head comes life and bites her on the arm. Oh, uh, God damn. I'm so sorry for that burp. Um, <laughs> it's even worse for me because I can smell it. <laughs> um, Leslie starts to slowly come down the stairs now as Carol um, rushes back in the lobby from the bar. Rick shows up at the top of the stairs, shoots Leslie in the stomach with a shotgun. And this is the fucking strangest special effect I've ever, special effect choice I think I've ever seen from a shotgun wound. Because, um, yes, we see blood spray out of her stomach, but then it seems to turn into a, a fucking whoopee cushion or a balloon as gusts of air accompanied by the familiar <laughs> farting sound come out of her stomach. I'm serious, guys. This is the most bizarre choice I've ever seen. Like, it's like, what is happening? She gets blasted in her stomach. Some blood comes out. Then just <laughs> as, as, like air. You can see the air rippling her shirt as the air comes out of her stomach wound. It's so strange. Maybe she was gassy. I he guess. punctured it. It's like, oh, thank God. I get a chance to fart the zombie farts out. I've never seen that choice made ever. Well, zombie shots are always headshots. So now it's uh, maybe that's what happens. Maybe zombies are very, very gassy. I mean, they're rotting on the inside. They're eating rotten. Everything's rotten. It's got to be building up tons of gas. So after being shot once, Leslie starts to climb the stairs towards Rick. He shoots her again. This time, there's a very odd delay between when Leslie gets shot and when she falls to the floor screaming. 
and dies. Like, it's like a second and a half, like, delay. Like, bang! <laughs> it's it's so odd and it's funny though it's like it's it's just comical um because it's not supposed to be but that's it's so bad it's funny um carol then rushes using the mache that she got from thug ace chops off the vulture head off the banster freeing janet from its grasp while ricky then uses the butt end of the shotgun to somehow Chop off Leslie's arm, which one is a weird choice. Why the yeah. arm? Why not the head? But no, he's going to chop off her right arm. And I have no idea how you would manage to chop off an arm with the blunt end of a shotgun. But nevertheless, it happens. There it is. I don't get it. Again, the choices are so weird and so odd. So I did see that happen. Yeah. God damn it. I was so drunk. I'm like, this can't be right. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was just too hammered to comprehend. Nope, nope. that's just the movie. No, nope, they weren't drunk hallucinations or delirium. It was this is the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um Ricky drops the gun at Carol's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, it, it only had two shells, it's useless now anyway. So he drops it. So I got to at least kind of explain that. So Yeah, fine. yeah, I still would hold on to it. It's good blunt. You just Apparently, cut someone's yeah, fucking you arm off. Chopped off an arm with it. I guess like, you could use why it. Why would you drop it then? Yeah. Um so uh the three of them head into the lounge. Um uh, after they leave the lobby, we see the vulture head like instantly, like magically reappear on the banister, right. back to normal. Static. Yeah. Um, Ricky again tries to calm Jan down and reassure her that they're all going to be okay. Carol points out that the thugs and Carney must have had a boat in order to get here, uh, and realize that she's right. They're like, oh, what? they all jump up and oh, head to the front what door. What do you know? What do you know? Uh, they they open the door and in falls a half conscious Tom. Ricky and Carol catch him and take him back to the lounge. They set Tom on the couch and try to talk to him, but he's just like in a daze and just mumbling, mumbling gibberish. Jan says that she'll stay with Tom while Ricky and Carol go to find the boat. So Ricky and Carol leave. Janet barricades the lounge door with various furniture and lamps and then tends to Tom. Ricky and Carol spot the pilot now. They're in the walk through the woods. They spot the pilot in the woods. They chase after him. They're led to an area of the woods that is decorated with dozens of pieces of broken mirror glass, like strung up, hanging from branches oh, of trees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost like, like... Were they laughing too? No, they weren't laughing. I don't oh, think they were laughing, but it was like almost like, what was that, uh, Blair Witch, where they yeah, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging in the trees. Like, mm. what? Why? They're just hanging there. Um, also, it happens to be really foggy in this part of the woods now, too. There's a lot of fog from here on out in the movie. That just comes out of nowhere. Uh, but nothing comes from this, and they just walk through it, and they find a makeshift shelter set up next to the wrecked, the wrecked fuselage of the crashed plane, along with an old radio where a Mayday message plays on repeat. Um, as Carol looks around, uh, for again, everything smashes shit, but there's like a perfect like 12 by 12 mirror just leaned up against the, the fuselage of this plane, just sitting there on the cockpit part of the plane, for because why not mirrors? <laughs> she looks in the mirror, and she sees the pilot standing behind her, in the mirror, she spins around, and uh, and unlike every other time in this movie, this time the pilot is actually there. She screams. Ricks runs up behind the pilot with a branch or something, hits the pilot in the back of the head. And in a million years, I would never have guessed what happens next. Goddamn this movie. <laughs> the pilot's head fucking explodes in a cloud of red <laughs> dust and smoke. His body crumbles to the ground like it's... Like 
hardened clay breaking apart. Jan and Rick look down, and all we see now are the dirty is the dirty old flight suit the pilot was wearing with smoke like seeping out of it. God damn it! Then all the smoke and dust and uh, in the air gets sucked back into the flight suit, like it's sucked back in and just fucking vanishes from sight. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> I sure. I'm at this point. I'm not questioning anything else in this movie. Okay. It's like, just, sure. sure. It fucking happened. He explodes into red dust, crumbles like broken clay, and then gets sucked away. I don't know. It's fucking strange. It happens. <laughs> Rick and Janet. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rick, Carol. She, Rick and Carol look at each other for a moment like, what the fuck? And then rush off for the coastline where they spot a small rowboat on the shore. Back at the hotel, Tom is resting his head on Janet's lap. And he's talking about how he always liked her the best, but she was always Ricky's girl. So it was a very Jesse's girl thing going on here. Um, As he talks, his voice begins to change and becomes deeper and more like demonic sounding. Janet starts. I always thought you were so cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Janet starts crying. Oh no, not you too. Uh, Tom opens his eyes, lunges up for Janet's neck, but she's able to get out of the way. She rushes for the door and starts to frantically like She's barricading herself in, yeah. so she's got to pull all that shit out. Yeah. Uh, Tom gets up, goes after her. He grabs her again, but she's able to man. She's able to like squeeze through just the little opening in the squeezes door. Squeezes through. Yeah. She tries to flee the hotel, but the door slams shut, locking her in. Tom makes it out of the room. She turns around, knocks over the giant Christmas. Well, it's not that big, but knocks over the Christmas tree in the lobby, which falls on top of Tom. Both tree and Tom crash to the floor with Tom pinned underneath the Christmas tree. Janet flees the lobby as Tom starts to get up. She ends up in a service elevator, uh, which, again, they gave zero shits about safety because there is no safety door or gate to this thing. Like, you just run into the elevator, and then you close the, 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 like, this uh, collapsible uh, metal screen gate. It's kind of a gate. um, So she smashes that. Um, folding gay thing on, uh, onto uh, Tom's hand a lot to force him to let go to withdraw. Tom, but is relentless in his pursuit of Jan. This time he reaches through the grated doors or the gate, whatever you want to call it, and uh, grabs her by the ankles, pulling her down to the floor. Janet struggles, but she's able to reach the buttons. She pushes the buttons. The elevator starts to rise up, but Tom refuses to let go as the elevator passes up the next floor. Tom's arm just gets cut off. Yeah! And Tom screams, Falls to the floor, dead. Dead, And he yeah. just dies from that. Um, and this is what I mean, like, there's no safety because once the elevator moves up to the next floor, it's just a gap to the, the elevator shaft. You can just wa- fall right in. There's no safety door. There's no <laughs> gate. It's like you can just walk and fall into the elevator shaft. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rick and Carol run back to the hotel lobby. They hear Jan scream. They run. They find the elevator shaft. They find Tom down the floor. And it's, like I said, the elevator shaft is just an empty shaft right now. Rick shouts up the elevator shaft for Janet. Janet trapped in the elevator desperately starts pushing the buttons, but the buttons have now turned to goo. So she's pushing them. They're like very gooey. She, she backs away from the panel, trying to wipe the goo off her hands. And that's when a pair of arms emerge from the back wall of the elevator, grab Janet by the shoulders. She screams and struggles against these arms, but in the end, she's unable to break free of them. And the arms Pull her into the wall. Into of the, the wall. Of the elevator. Like she phases through the wall yeah. into the, yeah. Um, 
she the elevator lowers back down to Rick and Carol. Uh, and Rick watches as the outline of Janet is pulled completely into the wall it's like, and vanishes it's, it's, from sight. It's kind of like that scene in Friday 13th Part 6 when uh, Jason smashes the chick's face into the to the wall. Uh, like, he's in the RV, and he smashes her face into it. And it's like you can see the outline of her face, but it's like in reverse. Instead of being punched in, you see the outline of her body in the wall, and then it's it just like sucks Han Solo back Carbonite. in there. Yeah, but it, like, sucks back. Yeah, it sucks back. Yeah, it sucks back yeah. into the into reality. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like there's no trace of her then. Yep. It and wasn't a horrible effect. No, no, it wasn't that bad. And it looked like that same kind of, like, silicone that they used in uh, a, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's a liquidy latex. Yeah, latex yeah, yeah. Thing. It looked pretty good. Uh, at this point, Rick breaks down crying. Uh, Carol looks back and sees Thug Ace now coming down the hall towards them. Ace! Ace is back. Uh, she gathers up Rick. She's like, Rick, get your ass up. We got to get out of here. She gathers up Rick and the two of them run off. So wait, aren't they next to a guy with his arm off? Yeah. And Ace sees this and he's like, fuck it. I'm still coming after him. Yep. One, you got your ass kicked. You're lucky you didn't die. And then there's a guy who's dead on the floor next to him with his arm cut off. And you want to run, you still want to kill him because they roughed you up and embarrassed you yeah. at a fucking amusement park. <laughs> amusement park. That is a grudge, dude. Yeah, it is. Ace, that is a grudge. I didn't even think about that way, but yeah. <laughs> that guy's You got to relax, bro. <laughs> Let it go. Oh, man. It's, you know, have your tea and crumpets, man. Right. Come on. It's tea time somewhere. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, they run off. They, they round a corner, and they spot the maid turning a corner at the far end of the hallway. Carol calls out for the maid, maid to wait. Uh, we see the maid enters the kitchen. As she crosses through the kitchen, she just fades away from sight. She fades away into the air. Carol and Rick enter the kitchen with Ace on their heels. Carol pushes a tiny service cart down the hallway, which crashes into Ace, sending him, send him to the floor. Though, based on Ace's reaction to getting hit by said cart, this thing might as well have been a fucking Buick. Because it's a tiny little cart. He, he acts like he's just like, it, yeah. oh my God. It's the most biggest overreaction to a tiny little cart. Um, now, in the kitchen, all fucking hell breaks loose. Everything comes to life. Uh, sinks turn on. The stove and oven start shooting fire and flames. Every dishes and cups are flying off shelves and Smashing, launching themselves yeah. across the room. Uh, it's chaos. Um, it's very much like the kind of like that opening scene from Tourist Trap. If you remember, yes, or yes. or I think that one scene from I think it was nine seven six evil two, yeah, the, ki- the kitchen comes yeah. alive, yeah. So it's very much like that. It's 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 nutty. It's it's just chaos. Um, Ace enters the kitchen now, and he instantly gets bombarded by plates and cups. A rolling dolly kind of like rolls underneath his foot, which he steps on and sends him flying head first into a giant boiling vat of something. <laughs> just this giant cauldron of. The smoke coming out of it. The lid on the vat slams closed like like it's fucking Audrey 2. Feed me! <laughs> Feed me, Seymour! And, um, it, 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 and so Ace is trapped out of the lid on top. His feet are sticking out. The vat then, like, sucks his feet in and then actually burps. <laughs> the vat burps <laughs> as it gets done eating Ace. <sighs> That's like the... the Ice on the cake. I'm like, I'm done. Like, the vat's burped. Like, sure. Where do we go from here? Sure. <laughs> burping vat. Um, utensils are flying around the room. Mixes are spinning and spewing out smoke. Um, a, a drawer opens and all the knives lift up into the air. Seeing this, Rick and Carol, at this point, are like, oh, shit, maybe we should hide and get out of this. Maybe now we now, should hide. Now, everything else is like, okay, whatever. But now the knives are flying out. Time, time to 
time to uh, get out of this party. So they hide in the pantry. The knives launch themselves through the air towards Rick and Carol, but they hit the walls of the pantry door and they kind of go through the walls a bit and they stick in the wall. Right as Rick closes it, I think. Um, then after about a minute or so of this more chaos, everything kind of goes quiet. And then, not just goes quiet, but it all goes in reverse now. So everything that just happened, you just push rewind on. You see everything going, it goes back. Fluffs go back on the shelves. Uh, knives go back in the drawer. The mixer stop. The flames go back into the stove, the oven. And um, everything just goes back to normal. The vat pukes up Ace. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that Blah. doesn't happen. That would have been kind of funny. That yeah, would. Um, but everything's back to normal now. So Rick and Carol come out of the pantry. A door opens in the kitchen, lets them out, uh, letting them out. I did also find it funny. I don't know if you noticed this, but they right next on the wall where they come out is a large no smoking sign hanging on the wall above a very large mixer, which if this hotel was trapped in the 50s, there wouldn't be a no smoking sign because everyone smoked everywhere yeah, back then. I, I, they I, gave I zero notice. shits about smoking. So I, was like, I just found that funny. I was like, that wouldn't be there. Hey. This is the 50s. Everybody smoke. Everybody be smoking right. in that kitchen, drinking probably brandy as well, or who knows what. Uh, just zero shits back there about cigarettes. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, they exit the kitchen. It cuts to dead zombie Leslie as we see her arm now reattach itself to her body as she comes back to life or unlife. I don't know how you would say that, um, but that happens. So Rick starts hearing Janet calling out to him now. And he chases after her voice despite Carol begging him saying, it's not, it's her, it's just a trap. Stop, <laughs> you idiot. Um, they end up in the ballroom where the doors close behind him. Lights come on, lighting up the stage as music begins to play. A blonde woman in a fancy dress appears on stage uh, saying something about how now that, uh, now that the, they have the two final contestants in the Grand Island Hotel Elimination Waltz. Let's have a big hand for Rick and Carol. Uh, the blonde girl goes on to say, let's take a moment to remind everyone why we're here to celebrate the coming new year. Goodbye, 1959. Hello, 1960. With that, the room begins to fill with fog now. So more sure, fog. More fog. Um, the blonde continues saying, I hope you, are, you all are enjoying yourselves because we're here for a long time. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you in on a little secret. We're here forever. And the blonde girl with the mic then turns into Zombie Leslie. Hey! hey! Rick demands to know what they want with them. So now Zombie Leslie goes into a completely useless exposition dump where nothing really gets explained all that well. Uh, and if it does, it's a very thin explanation at that. So she talks about how an experiment that went horribly wrong that the government in their wisdom sent up a plane on New Year's Eve, a plane carrying a device that could change the structure of time and matter. What? This is some like Marvel Comics multiverse sci-fi crazy talk. You got to cover your bases, and I think they just did. You They're covered like, hey, everything. It can alter matter. We can do anything we want. Yeah. Device, this device could shatter time itself. The pilot crashed the plane here on Grand Island, locking us in time forever. Dead or alive, we are all caught in this awful, angry half-world where we can't escape ever, ever, ever! <laughs> That's the explanation of what's happening. Sure. So let's take this back one step. because So this relates to the TV show that was on the TV, where at that point they're talking about 
it was an anti-radar device yes. that would make a plane invisible. But somehow by bending light, you're now bending time and acting like God is what the guy says. So we go from that to a device that could change the structure of time and matter, a device that would shatter time itself. What kind of device is this? I mean, we, I get the anti-rare thing. They like stealth planes and I get that part. But how the fuck does bending light in a way act as shattering time and matter? This is insane. Like the level of what they're saying. I don't even know how to comprehend this. So it's 5G. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's freaking out about 5G. It's going to destroy the world. It's 5G. That's what it is. That's the explanation. I'm just, it's. I, I just don't. I'm just like the, the structure. I'm, I'm not even like. I'm not even worried. I'm not shattered. worried about that at all. That's, this movie's been so fucking bonkers. It is. I'm like, whatever. But at the same time, like, sure, that's probably the most perfect explanation of what's going on for for this movie. Yes. That you're gonna get. I mean, we why can do not? anything we want. Yeah, we do whatever. With that, the lights and music fade. Zombie Leslie disappears um, as well, and the doors open, letting Rick and Carol out. As they exit the ballroom, though, Zombie Lesh just pops up from behind a big sign, (laughs) scares them and laughing away as as Rick and Carol flee. So Rick and Carol end up back in the billiard room or the game room where Carol suddenly gets grabbed by Zombie Spud, who pops up from fucking nowhere saying, Hey, baby, you miss me? (laughs) Uh, Rick grabs a pool cue, bashes it upside Zombie Spud's head. As soon as the cue makes contact with Spud, all the lights go dark, and then flashing red and green lights come on the instant that Q hits his head. It's kind of cool. The walls come to life as sounds of girls screaming are heard like long dead people trying to escape from the walls themselves because we get more of that elevator, like that the people yeah, coming out but, of the walls. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. There's faces and heads and arms coming out of the walls. The pool table comes to life and tries to run over Carol and Rick, <laughs> but Rick pulls her out of the way in time. Zombie Ace now shows up. Uh, Carol then either kicks him or hits him with a low-hanging billiards lamp or something. I'm not sure. Either way, Ace stumbles for a moment, then gets run over by the pool table, <laughs> which crushes him beneath its weight. <laughs> Let that sink in. Now, a pinball table comes alive and starts rolling around the room, lights blinking, um, and the room fills with fog. Of course, because like I said, there's fog everywhere now in this movie. Jesus the Christ. fog ain't stopping. Zombie Spud pops back up behind Carol, grabbing her by the shoulders as another pair of hands seem to rise up from the floor, grab her on the legs. Rick stands, gets back up, hits, gets hit by a rolling uh, ping pong table. <laughs> He rolls across the pool table like a fucking like Jackie Chan type thing. Just does a roll across the pool table, grabs a an, a fucking axe from somewhere. I don't know what this thing, but it looks like an axe, or maybe it's a putter or something. I don't know, <laughs> but God knows where it, where it is or where he got from. But he kills Zombie Spud with it by chopping it straight down into a skull. He picks up Carol, and the two of them jump on top of the pool table as it rolls around the room some more before coming to a stop. Surfing pool tables. Yeah, basically. Yeah, surfing pool tables. The lights come back on. The room goes back to normal. Rick and Carol get off the pool table and start to leave, 
But now the door bursts open and in comes all of the zombies slash ghosts of everyone who's died here. All the party goers we saw from the 1959 opening of the movie. They're fucksville. They're fuck The maid, the carny, the thugs, Leslie, Tom, and even Spud, who we just saw die. Bye. He's back again. Because uh, guess who's back? Back again. Spud is back. Tell a friend. I don't know. Boo. Boo. Yeah, I deserve it. I, I wholeheartedly deserve that. You know, uh, here, where's, I'll give my. There it is. There I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, So, Leslie, who I guess at some point was voted the zombie spokesperson, because she's like, the, even right? though she's like, just died. It should be like, you would think it'd be like one of the ones from the 50s, but no, it's Leslie's. You're nominated spokesperson. Yeah. She, she tells Ricky Carroll to just join us. That their time has come. You know, like, one of us type thing. Um, all the zombie ghosts now start mumbling various things like, so tired, join us, your time is now. And they start shambling towards Rick and Carol. Um, they're kind of like, they're kinda, the pool table's in the middle, Rick and Carol, Carol on the other side of the pool table. So the zombies are, are like filtering around both sides, mm-hmm. kind of trapping them there. Um, so again, though, uh, the pool table comes to life and tries to roll over Rick and Carol, but they both just, instead of, Dodging. This time they leap on top on of the top. table again, uh, and which just takes them for a ride around the room. Like it's really nothing. That, they're just on the pool table as it's like rolling around the Cruising room, around. and the zombies are just kind of standing there looking at it. Like they're not doing. Nobody's trying to grab them off of it. They're just standing there watching, um, and, and then scream like, "Ah, you! Oh, you fall! How are we gonna get you? Like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, you crazy kids!" Uh, so this happens for a bit, and then. The pool table just rams into a wall and like like a catapult thing, like the back end flings up and sends both Rick and Carol crashing through a fucking window to the outside of the hotel. Like they're outside now. As soon as they hit the ground though, like all the shattered glass disappears and reforms and everything goes back to normal. Um, the, Rick even looks back in the, the game room and everybody's gone. Everything's fine. They're like, okay. Um, so they head, Rick and Carol head back to the shore, the beach yeah. where they find the boat. They reach the rowboat and that has, by the way, this is a, a rowboat that the carnies, the carnies and the thugs had to use. But when they get to the boat, there's no paddles or oars. So how did they get here? <laughs> how did the boat get here? There's nothing to propel it with. Um, so Rick and Carol or Rick gets Carol in the boat and starts pushing it out into the water and that's when he hears Janet calling for him again and begging for him not to leave her behind. Rick looks back and sees Janet standing on the rocky beach on like a rocky outcropping or something like that. Again, Carol's like, bitch, it's a trick. No shit. Like, fool you once, shame on, shame on them. Fool them, you know, that thing. Listen like, to the American. Yeah, Come on. This, he already fell for this once. And he's seen the zombies now. Yeah, and, and they seen, gave him a, they did a whole expedition bump. Expedition yeah, like, dump. we're trapped here forever. And then you see Janet there again, and he still goes like, Janet, Janet, I'm coming for you, Janet. Uh, like, this guy's, a fu- at this point, he's a fucking idiot. Um, so, uh, Carol, it's not a trick. Rick just, uh, she's begging Rick to get in the boat, but Rick just cannot block out that siren's call and rushes back to the beach where Janet stands there waiting for him, like arms out, outreached. And that's when this Rick runs through his hand, and that's when he steps into fucking quicksand. <laughs> there's yes, the, motherfucker. There's the quicksand. This movie has fucking quicksand, and why the hell not 
Well, this crazy train of a movie have quicksand in it too. It fucking does. <laughs> As Rick sinks deeper into the quicksand, the image of Janet fades away to nothing. Rick continues to sink, and once he's neck deep in it, the only thing we see is his is his head neck is 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 basically his head up. Up comes Carney with an outboard motor. Carney stands over Rick. It's Ryan, by the way. Turned on. Uh, the Rick Carney stands over Rick and slowly moves the spinning propeller blades towards Rick's face. The camera cuts to a close-up of zombie Carney as we hear Rick scream as the propeller just blades just slice, slice and dice his, his face. face. Carol, who is now all alone out in the water in a tiny robot, sees this happen, but like turns and like, oh no! But she's like I said, she's in the rowboat with no paddles. She can't go anywhere. She's just stuck floating in the water. She just sits there quietly as the waves rock the boat, you know, to and fro. Then, with no fucking explanation and no reason whatsoever, from out of fucking nowhere, Carol just gets pulled through the bottom of the boat <laughs> and disappears from sight. That's what happens to Carol. We cut back to the hotel where we see all the ghosts slash zombies looking normal. Again, they're dancing around and celebrating the new year as music plays. They're toasting, they're drinking. Um, and through the crowd comes Leslie leading a conga line that includes Rick, Janet, Tom, Spud, and some random blonde girl we've never seen before. They're just dancing the conga line, having a good time, laughing, smiling. Everyone's having a great time partying it up. The camera pans over to a large mirror where we see Carol is trapped in the mirror and she's like banging on it, shouting for help, help, help. Freeze frame on Carol in the mirror, fade to black. Screams are heard. Roll credits. <sighs> Holy shit, Moongoons. That's Bloody New Year. I want to know what the fuck those riders were smoking to come <laughs> up with this. Like, how? The, can you imagine being a, like in that riding room, that process? Like, what's going to happen? Like, oh, oh, well, oh, well, oh, how, a seaweed monster comes out of the table. Okay, well, uh, then what? Uh, uh, a wooden, uh, a wooden vulture head comes out and bites her. Okay, and then. Well, you uh, open a door and there's a blizzard there's in the a door. There's a blizzard there. And, and then, and then, oh, well, uh, 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 uh yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing all oh, the coke again. Yeah, get that fuck quicksand. Yeah, how do we not quicksand? We gotta get quicksand in there somehow. We'll throw it in at the end. Like, it's so. I seriously, like, had I not seen this movie, I, if somebody tried to describe this movie to me, I'd be like, you're fucking lying. Just ridiculous. You're, shut up. Yeah. Like, I would not believe this is real. So that's that's the movie, guys. All right, let's move on to uh, our favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, man. It's a weird one this week, man. I feel so bad because you were discussing, just talking about everything, and I was, like, in and out when I was watching this movie, and... Oh, like I remember, I remember all the stuff you talk about, but I just don't remember like the craziness. I'm like, oh my god, it looks like he's got his face covered with a barrel. Oh my god, it looks like she got pulled underneath the boat. You know, I was, I just need to stop drinking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite kill, it's a toss up, but I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, Zombie Leslie. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was because that was such a shock. That was such an insane like. Insano shock well, when, when when the carney <clears throat> killed her, you know. Well, that's my question though. 
Here's my question. Because she was a normal person. But she was. There was no sign of her being right. corrupted or somehow under the influence of the house or the but anti-matter. But here's my thing. Like, this, is what my, this is what I wanted. I was going to ask you about this. I'm glad you brought that up, Leslie. Because was she a zombie or corrupted beforehand? Is that why he, he was able to punch through her story? Because she was a zombie already. It's all soft and goopy. Because, but there's no evidence of it. Right. But here's the only thing I can think of. And they did show is that so I'm my guess is that the seaweed monster actually did strangle her to death, ah, killed her, and then maybe she reanimated. She, she we may attacked Tom, who we didn't see because he just he just buckled and goes ah, and then it cuts away. So maybe she attacked Tom but didn't kill him right away, and then because when she leads them back to the house, she says, "You guys going first? I can't because she didn't want to be the first one in because she was going to attack them anyway or something." Why else would she not? I, but then Karin shows up and throws. No, but so I don't know. So I'm thinking it was Zowie or was Leslie already dead from the seaweed? Well, monster. fuck it. I'm calling it my favorite kill no, because that's fine. I, I woke up from like kind of being a little dozing off, and all of a sudden I see him wow <laughs> punch right there. I'm like, holy shit! Then all of a sudden, boom! Instantly, she's a zombie. Instant I'm like, zombie. oh my god! <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite kill. All right. I mean, um, it, was, it wasn't like even any downtime. No. Wow. No punch through. I'm like, holy shit, he punched through her. And she's like, rah. I'm like, oh my God, she's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I guess it, that sequence is, is just fucking wackadoodle, man. Um, technically, though, my favorite kill, Janet's was pretty good. Like, that was one of the better special effects in this movie that being pulled into the, yeah. into the elevator like that. Um, but man, here, but now I'm playing back, but that the whole sequence is Leslie is, is, is incredible that it's got a it, God. You know. I, I'm going to stay with Janet. I, yeah. I, I thought that the special effect of actually being for this movie looked was pretty good, way better than I expected for it to look. He's fair. Like some of the other special effects were dog shit. Uh, but that one was pretty decent now. And uh, so I'll go Janet being sucked into the elevator is my favorite kill. All right. So that's that. Uh, let's move on to odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.6 out of 10. Uh, there is no official thermometer score on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 24% audience score. Mm. And Amazon, though, Amazon's the other end of, this, uh, uh, of that coin. 3.5? 4.4 out of 5. Wow. Uh, Plocky words, I'm skipping over for this week. There was really nothing real... Nothing uh, juicy. Yeah, there was nothing really great. Um, trivia. There's a few things of trivia here. Um, let's see what I can talk about. Um, so it was shot on location at Butlins Berry Island in Wales. Um, apparently, Doctor a Doctor Who story, uh, Delta and the Bannerman was also filmed there in the same year. So if Doctor Who fans might recognize it. Um, that story, like Bloody New Year, has a 1950s theme to it. Cool. Uh, according to director uh, Warren, the premise, this is weird. Uh, the premise was inspired by the real life contamination of a Scottish island as a result of a failed disease controlled experiment. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the extras playing the dancing hotel guests were members of a local rock and roll preservation society and worked <laughs> unpaid. Uh, the stunt scene in which the character Rick opens the door of the cottage to find himself dangling over the cliff was actually performed by Mark actor Mark Prowley without safety equipment. Jeez. So again, no safety, no safety equipment. equipment. Nothing. They didn't give a shit. Like, don't on. dangle yourself over a cliff edge. Hold on tight. Yeah. Um, so director Warren comment, commented negatively on the film. In one interview, he described Bloody New Year as a very terrible experience for me. In fact, it turned out to be a bloody nightmare. 
We had the wrong producers on that film, and they didn't know anything about horror. So the film lacks in every department, and by the end of it, my heart just wasn't in it. He added that the producers wanted to make the film cheaply and terribly quick, and that was, and that this was the uh, derailment of the, or to the detriment of the music and sound effects. And uh, in another interview, Warren criticized the music, uh, saying that it just didn't work. He added, on the second day of dubbing, I must confess I gave up on the film. I'd run out, I'd run out of fight, and just sat there and let them go through the motions. Warren said that uh, his express said that his expressions on Blade New Year put him off to making any more films, which did. This was his last movie oh, he ever wow. did. So, um, you but, frustrated him right out of the biz. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's all I got for trivia um, this week. So let's move on to Mortal Kombat Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> so, there are only 50 reviews on Amazon for this movie. 67% of them are five-star reviews, <laughs> with only 6% being one-star. Um, so, starting off with the five stars, uh, Ryan Dalian writes, simply, great movie, love it, five stars. Uh, from Mark Fulson. Fus- nope, Mark Fusen. I love this movie. Blade New Year's is a, uh, is a constant flow of total madness and bizarre moments. The kind of movie that you can't often believe and even often comprehend what is happening on screen. A lot of films can manage that for a little while or uh, for a few scenes, but Blade New Year uncorks, uncorks consistent mind-twisting scenes that are immense fun to watch. If you could predict all the shit that happens in this in this one, the first time you watch it, you might be the world's best psychic because there's a lot of out of left field chaos here. I found most, I found most of the odd choices to be hilarious or at least so offbeat that I had to take a second to process. But even the less memorable twists and turns are at least interesting to watch. Of course, if you need a serious, rational kind of horror narrative, Blade New Year will frustrate you to no end, as little to nothing makes even the basic sense in this one. The performances are over the top, the pace is super brisk, and the entertainment value never dips. So this is a wild ride that delivers on surreal, uh, blindside style good times. If you're a fan of 80s horror, cult cinema, or bizarre movies in general, this one is highly recommended. Five stars. Definitely, was, definitely agree with that. If you were able to predict this, you should probably be playing the lottery because that's how random the shit was in this movie. Yeah. You're like You have a better chance of probably striking the fucking mega millions than you do guessing what was going to happen in this fucking movie. Oh, 100%. So because that was all I could find, I did get, I found a... Uh, 10 out of 10 review on uh, oh, IMDb. We haven't done IMDb in a no, while. No, from Jed Estes. Entitled, Why is this film the best movie ever made? <laughs> no, why this film is the best. Not why. Yeah. Yeah, why is this? Anyway, reasons this is the best movie ever made. One, it was made in the 80s. Two, the film feels so... The film feels so lonely. Weird. Weird. Three, the last surviving guy and chick both die, and they are not the average teen's love couple. Four, the music rules. Recipe for Romance has been stuck in my head for at least five years. Five, it's not mainstream. Six, the zombies look so crappy that you have to laugh. Seven, it's my favorite movie. 
Hey, the gang, the gang that hunts the kids down is is a very good plot choice. Weird. Nine. It's Australian. No, it's not. It's British. <laughs> Ten. No American could ever f- make a film this good. These are the reasons this movie rules. If you can think of any others, just post me a message. I love this film and want to start a club for it or something. Rock on! <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> no American can make a movie this good. Yeah, no American can make a movie this good. So, <laughs> um, that's all I had for five stars. The rest of, you know, some of the others yeah. that were either not written or just like, DVD came in good shape. That always, crap. always, yeah. yeah. So, moving on to one star. Uh... From BS about movies, or B and S about movies. Also known as Time Warp Terror, this movie was inspired by 1950s horror films on this island where the kids get trapped. It's always 1959. It also has the band Cry No More all over it, lending it the perfect bit of 80s cheese that you may be looking for. Uh, Imagine the beyond, but for kids, that's pretty much what this is. The final feature film directed by legendary British horror maker Norman J. Warman, a longtime resident of video Nasty List, um... (laughs) Make, always makes me think of shout out to uh, Here Comes the Spooky, uh, Cincinnati Jeff Nacho. Like, we go over there. there. Hello, Nasty! There List. you go. Uh, Blade New Year is about a bunch of kids na- of kids named who save American tourist Carol from the bouncers and a ride operator of an amusement park. They end up stealing a boat to make their way to an island, which has the Grand Hotel, the place where it's been since 1959. You guys more run. Is this like a whole review of the yeah, movie? Yeah. Um, we just did this. Yeah, so basically, okay, Eric's place Spud gets offed. Uh, Actually, just like Shakespeare, everyone dies, becomes a zombie, and all end up back in New Year's Eve party. Such as life and death in the resort areas of the UK, I guess. One star. <laughs> so, I don't. Remember, I, I was a, I was a theater guy. I read a lot of Shakespeare. I don't remember a lot of Shakespeare people coming back as zombies. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe a ghost here and there in Hamlet, but or Macbeth. I don't is this remember the much end of zombies of, in, in Shakespeare. Is this the end of Shakespeare zombie? Um, and lastly, from Lord Zed. One stupid even after another. That's what it says. People need to work on their writing and grammar. <laughs> a little bit. In complete sentences. Um, here comes a series of stupid events starting with why the hell wasn't there any dialogue in the first 10 minutes of the movie? I mean, I felt Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton was going to waddle by. Second, why, are, why were those two thugs trying to kill them? I mean, what the hell did these kids do to deserve to be attacked by mindless brutes? They interrupted their fun of tormenting Carol. Right, yeah. They interrupted them. They roughed them up. Why did the carnival workers side with them? Why Best were they, question. Why, they were paying customers. Next, what time warp? They were dead. What time warp? There was no bloody time warp. Time warp means they would either be really young, really old, or evolved into futuristic monsters. But that wasn't the case. A tablecloth becomes a monster, an elevator becomes a monster, and the dead become monsters. Next question, how the hell did the creeps from the carnival find the, find them on the island? The yes. boat sank. How could they find a sunk boat in thousands of miles of ocean? Really, did the, the writer think at all? Lastly, bad ending. The last survivor gets on the long boat. Long boat. It's a short little rowboat. Long boat that brought them to the island and escaped. Then the other shoe drops and an unknown force pulls her through the bottom of the boat, kills her and sticks her in a mirror. And now she has to watch her friends at New Year's party while she's stuck in a mirror. That's garbage, and I gave it a lump of coal. One star. <laughs> so, pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what other people. Let's let's try to wrap our minds around this and uh, bring it to a close here. Aaron, what are your final thoughts on Bloody New Year? Well, like the Brits, they like their tea, but this was not my cup of tea. I'm gonna say so bad it's scary. It, 
it does have crazy shit that's happening, but it's just happening all the time. Right when you start off the movie, you have that kind of cool scene where that girl gets pulled through. I'm like, okay, we're going to have just like maybe a haunted house or jump scares. But then it just goes off the fucking rails in the first couple of minutes with the amusement park scene where the girl's driving the SUV through the house. The thugs are flying all over the place. They're doing West Side Story weapon reveals. They go, <laughs> they go off in the ocean. They sink their boat. They're, it's just, it won't stop. There's no time to breathe, and it's not in a fun way. It just, it's just constantly going. It doesn't feel like there's. You didn't know. I didn't know anybody's fucking names. Half the time, there was no zero character development. Yeah. We don't know anything about these people whatsoever. It's just it's just constant crazy shit, which can be fun, but it had zero story development. I mean, like none. There, it was just like I felt like I was just watching like a pretty well produced series of home movies, like strung together of like special <laughs> effects, like stuff we used to fucking do when we were kids. You know, like it just it didn't have anything there. There was no there there. So yeah, so bad it's scary. I did the, the the fun crazy stuff, which was fun, which was crazy, was not enough to make me say, "Hey, watch this movie." Yeah. So yeah, I'm going so bad it's scary. Boo this man, people. Boo <laughs> this man. I blame the fact that you were too drunk to enjoy it. And you I tried were, it you twice. Sleep, you were sleeping through the movie twice. Couldn't keep me interested. So bad it's good. Ah. So bad it's good. This movie is fucking insane. It is off the wall bonkers. I had, was not prepared for what, what this movie had in store for me. Is it bad? Yeah, but it is a wacky, just banana shit crazy ride that you gotta experience at least once. I mean, you don't have to watch it multiple times. Like, my God, you have to see this movie to believe it. Um, like, I'm reading these words. I've seen the movie, and I still don't believe it really happened. Like, it's 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 nutty. I can't overstate. It. I can't say enough. I don't know how. I'm, like, my vocabulary is not big enough right, to describe how wacky, insane, bonkers this movie is. I'm running out of adjectives. It's just, it was a fun ride for me. It m- makes zero sense. No. Nothing makes sense, but it was a crazy ride, and I couldn't wait to see what nonsense was going to happen next. I was like, this, and then you top it off with fucking quicksand. And, like, the propeller, and which that actually would, is a pretty cool kill. I not bad. Like, but yeah. you don't see it, Off-screen, obviously. But, yeah. Um, man, it just... This movie has everything. Like, it literally has almost everything I, I, in it. I disagree. I think it has anything. It's just like, this. <laughs> it's like let's just throw anything out there. Let's see if this sticks. Sure. <laughs> um, I, 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 I highly recommend it. Like, it's, especially since it's free on Tubi. It's uh, free. I don't think don't, I said at the beginning, but it's free yeah, on Tubi Don't right pay now. attention to it because you can't. It, there's no point to pay attention to it. Oh, no. You need to pay attention because you'll miss some. If you dump it, you'll miss some. You'll miss some wacky thing if you're not. You watch this movie. But you know what I missed? A fucking story. There was no story. <laughs> I will say the time loop thing is a little thin. There's really not much of a time loop because nothing's getting repeated. Like, they're not like opening a door or like. Except, the for the, except for the kitchen where everything rewound. That got. The snooker ball table, all the balls formed. Yeah, there's back a little bit like that, but, but, that's, but, like, but that's that, also kind of paranormal ghost thing, too. Exactly. Not, a, exactly. The time warp thing is a little thin you know being stuck in the 50s i kind of get that but if that i don't know i may not reading too much if the whole island was stuck in the 1959 it, technically that island should be snowy like it should be winter on that island then right not summer but i don't know 
that's now you're getting the really yeah, weird. You're doing the, doing the movie's job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still say watch it because it's a crazy ass wild ride. And enjoy at least once just for the insanity of the movie. Um, I'm saying so bad it's good. So that's that. Um, we're gonna wrap up now. Uh, yeah. Anything? I guess I don't know, any closing remarks. You Take got? me out of here. Take you out. Just, All just right. Get me out of here, man. Again, happy New Year, Moon Goons. Happy and- New Year. All right. Uh, remember, we'll be back soon with another episode. And in the meantime, watch more horror movies. Remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>